Welcome to Game On! Business Talk Radio with your host, Dr. D. Anthony Miles. Our program is not afraid to discuss the more controversial business ideas and topics. Get ready for an unfiltered discussion of problems and solutions that today's businesses, large or small, face daily. Now, here is Dr. D. Anthony Miles. Good morning, top of the morning to you. Hi, this is Game On Business Talk with uh, D. Anthony Miles. We have an awesome show for you today. Our topic today is on multi-level marketing, a.k.a. network marketing. Is this a good business to be in? And uh, I'm going to say a few things, uh, give you some background on this show. Uh, it was a really interesting, uh, some really interesting things that happened this week putting together this show. But uh, let me go talk about some things in terms of multi-level marketing. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, controversial business of multi-level marketing, also known as network marketing. And uh, it's a very, very interesting business model, which it uses a pyramid structure. Multi-level marketing has been around for a number of years, and uh, it has a bad reputation. And one of the reputations that it has is, is that people tend to lose money, they get involved with it. Unfortunately, multi-level marketing tends to seduce individuals with the dream of owning their own business. The reality is very much different. Many multi-level marketing companies have been some of the most prosecuted businesses in the federal and state courts. So we're going to talk about uh, what is multi-level marketing, how is multi-level marketing uh, perpetrated, and uh, what, what, are some of the, what are some of the issues with multi-level marketing in terms of a business model. Let me give you some other background of this show. We tried to get the uh, Direct Selling Association an opportunity to speak on the show, but they declined. Let me uh, give you some more background on that. First, the uh, DSA, which they're also known as, wanted to know who our guests were going to be for the show. We disclosed who our guests were going to be for the show, and then they made an excuse that they could not appear on the show because they had a problem with our guests. Mind you, this is an association of multi-level marketing firms. Second, the uh, DSA made accusations about me, the host, being biased because of my prior research on multi-level marketing. They were referencing a conference that I did in Austin, Texas in 2007 where I became fascinated with multi-level marketing and I was fascinated how it was a entrepreneurship model. So we assured them that this show would be an open forum with no hidden agenda or we weren't going to try to ambush anybody. Well, my executive producer uh, called the head of their public, the public relations, their PR head over at the DSA, and he tried to get them to be on the show or, or, you know, submit a guest to be on the show. And they still declined the offer. Uh, what I'm gathering is they probably got some advice from their legal counsel and advised them not to appear on the show. Lastly, uh, because of this, uh, what does that tell you about them as an organization? If they won't provide a guest on the show to talk in an open forum and unbiased forum about multi-level marketing. So this is a very difficult show to put together. We've invited some other business experts to come on the show, and uh, it seems like everybody was a little booked up. But uh, we still have a great show for you today. We have some experts on multi-level marketing, and they're going to talk about why this is a controversial business and why people continue to lose money at it every day. So what I'm going to do is we're going to get right into our show today, but let me run some interesting facts by you. Uh, obviously, multi-level marketing has a pyramid infrastructure, and it's based on recruitment. And uh, 
they do they sell their products through a non-traditional uh, retail or excuse me a non-traditional um, marketing channel. They tend to sell things from person to person, and uh, historically they used to sell things from door to door with soaps and different products. Most of the products that they do sell tend to be beauty and health products or health-related products. So most of the products uh, that they sell tends to be, as one of our guests is going to say, as potions and lotions. What you'll find interesting about multi-level marketing is the Small Business Development Center counselors, which is an extension of the universities in town. Most uh, universities have a Small Business Development Center. Most of the counselors refuse to assist with anybody that's involved in multi-level marketing. And also another interesting fact, the Small Business Administration, which is also called the SBA, refuses to finance any individual or business that's involved with multi-level marketing. So we got a really great show for you today. So I'm going to get right to it, and we're going to introduce our guest. Our first guest is Robert Fitzpatrick. He's president and founder of Pyramid Scheme Alert. He's also co-author of False Profits, the first book to examine a relationship of multi-level marketing to uh, pyramid fraud. He has his experience. He has conducted extensive research on multi-level marketing companies for more than 20 years. He's been interviewed on CBS 60 Minutes, NBC Today, Mother Jones, The Wall Street Journal, CNBC, and The New York Times. He has served as an expert witness for U.S. Department of Justice and attorney generals in four states, and also the county of Fresno, California. He has provided consulting and expert services in more than 20 court cases against pyramid schemes and multi-level marketing companies. His education background, he has a BA from Belmont Abbey College. Our second guest is Dr. John Taylor. He's president and founder of Consumer Awareness Institute and the MLM, thetruth.com. He's also author of the Network Marketing Game, Gospel Perspectives in Multilevel Marketing, and also his second book, The Case for and Against Multilevel Marketing. His experience, he's asked, he has conducted extensive research on multilevel marketing companies for more than 20 years as well. He has uh, conducted numerous conferences and workshops on multilevel marketing. He has also extensively been uh, interviewed in the media on multilevel marketing, and also he has served as an expert witness in numerous federal and state court cases on multilevel marketing. His education background is he has a Ph.D. in applied psychology from the University of Utah, and he also has an MBA and B.S. from Brigham Young University. So I want to welcome our guests, uh, Mr. Robert Fitzpatrick and uh, Dr. John Taylor, and also we have another guest, uh, assistant to Dr. John Taylor, is Jonathan Brand. He's an executive assistant. And he's also a uh, website developer and CEO or search engine optimization expert. So I want to welcome our guest today. How are you guys doing today? Fine, thank you. Very good, thank you. Nice to be here. Awesome, awesome. So let's get right to it. Uh, Why do people get involved with multi-level marketing? Uh, I can can, uh, begin begin that answer, I think, John can certainly add to it. I think the first, the first most compelling reason is to make money. If you look at the promotional materials for multi-level marketing, overwhelmingly, unavoidably, you, you must conclude that what they're offering is an opportunity to make money. The thing I would, I would say add to that, that first, is, the first is that many is to get unwittingly money. get involved because they've been 
pressured by friends or family in the recruitment process. Interesting. Um, tell me what uh, I know. Multi-level marketing has a pyramid infrastructure, a pyramid structure. Uh, what's what's wrong with it as a business model based on uh, your experience? Please, you go, go ahead. I'm wondering if I could I could take that one. I've I've analyzed uh, the compensation plans of 500 uh, M- I'll call them MOM companies, and uh, uh, this was after doing a, a, a comparative analysis of all types of business structures it might it might be compared with. And what's wrong with it is also is also what describes it. Uh, all multi-level marketing companies I've analyzed, all 500 assume an infinite market. Their endless chains of recruitment of participants as primary customers. So they assume an infinite market where none exists. That's number one. Number two, they assume of all of them assume a virgin market where which cannot exist for long. So they must uh, what I call repyramid to new areas if they saturate the market they're in. Uh, also all of them are top weighted, which means that they're organized to benefit those at the top of the uh, the beginning of the chain at the top of the pyramid of participants, as well as the founders and the founding families. So what's wrong with it is it, it's, it's extremely unfair, and it's and it's uh, extremely dishonest because it misleads people into believing it's something that it's not. Interesting. Um, John, maybe I can add one factor too. Um, 400, 500 companies John's looked at. I've looked at many also and, and looked at many of them with him. You will find in all cases one common factor, uh, which he referred to there, which is this element of infinite expansion. That is that if you could recruit a few people, those people are just like you also authorized to recruit others but the link between you and the ones that you recruited and the ones they recruit, according to the plan, is connected. Therefore, your potential for earning money is infinite. It expands exponentially. This is an, an extraordinary claim. As John pointed out, it has no limit. But even if it was considered limit, uh, having some limit, the idea that you could recruit just a few people who then continue the recruiting process can be, for many people, an electrifying um, opportunity. It, it has the illusion of, of expanding so rapidly and to such a size that you could become a millionaire uh, literally with very little effort and with almost no money invested. Every multi-level marketing company that I've examined makes the same promise. As John said, it's, it's an it's a extraordinarily, almost sinister deception because, of course, these are not possible in the real world. There are always limits, and you're never at the beginning when you join. You're going to be at the bottom of this. But the sheer idea of this idea of... of Infinite expansion can, for some people, become life-changing. It can captivate their imagination and lead them to think that they're 
income fears, their worries, their, their concerns about death, the future for their children has been somehow now answered. And, and that is perhaps the most destructive, damaging element of these, that it can delude people with this kind of a toxic idea that they have offered them a, an economic salvation. And if you go to an, an MLM meeting, you will encounter this extraordinary energy, almost evangelical in, in its energy levels, where people feel that they, they are excited, clapping, shouting, hugging. What is all that about? It's about a belief that they have found the answer to all their worries for the rest of their life financially. And that's all contained in that pay plan. And, and only MLM offers that kind of thing. I mean, it, that is the distinguishing mark, is this infinitely expanding income potential. And the, and the reality is, as, as I have analyzed, and uh, for those companies that do furnish financial data, the reality is that 99-plus percent actually wind up losing money. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's money. The, the clincher. Um, the, it, it checks out from both sides. Uh, you have not a straight linear pyramid like an Egyptian pyramid, but you have something which in shape kind of resembles a, say, a 30-pound Hershey's Kiss dropped from an airplane. And the moment it smacks on the ground, that's the exponential expansion, uh, expansion you see in a pyramid. So you, you look at it in the beginning, and the math is simple, you know, a, a uh, napkin and a pencil, and in three minutes you can show somebody, look, uh, you're going to have a 99.8, 99.6% chance of losing everything you put in. You know, put in $100 in a year, you'll still be down $100. Uh, but the data we get on the other side of it, uh, and I, I know from running forums on John's website, shows the same thing. It, it's a 99.8% loss. Awesome. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Well, we're going to need to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is a Game On Business Talk with DeAnthony Miles, and we'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel or listen on demand to our archived shows. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. 
Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Game On Business Talk Radio with Dr. D. Anthony Miles. If you have a question or comment on today's program for Dr. Miles or his guest, please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to gameontalkradio at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, we're back. This is a Game On Business Talk with DeAnthony Miles, and we're talking about multi level marketing. And our guests today are uh, Mr. Robert Fitzpatrick and uh, Dr. John Taylor and uh, Jonathan Brand. And we're having a great discussion on multi-level marketing. I wanted to ask uh, both of my guests, all three of my guests, you've been, uh, you've been asked to uh, provide uh, expert witness testimony in uh, cases against multi-level marketing companies. Can you uh, discuss that with us and let us know what some of the things you've seen in court cases dealing with multi-level marketing companies? Go ahead, Bob. Well, um, I've been in, involved in several prosecutions of, uh, by the state government. I've been involved with class action lawsuits brought by distributors um, who realized that the program that they had invested in was fundamentally flawed, not just a, a particular person or somebody that cheated them, but that the entire system was a lie from their perspective. Um, and... And then I've been involved with some cases in which individual people have tried to recoup their money, or in some cases they have been sued by multi-level marketing companies for having dared to say that they felt the business was flawed, that is, fraudulent. Um, In general, uh, the courts uh, provide a very limited remedy for people, though. Most people who lose money do not lose enough to, on their own by themselves to warrant hiring a lawyer. Uh, plus, uh, the opportunity to actually win is very limited, too, because uh, if you read the contracts that these companies provide you that you sign, many people sign up without ever reading them because a friend, somebody they trust, has recruited them, so they don't feel particularly need, uh, a need to do that. But you'll discover in there that you actually have no right to sue you have to go through a very costly and very unfair system of binding arbitration. In some cases, the contracts, and this is very common, prohibit you from making any disparaging comments about the company, its products, or its leadership. So if you criticize the company, you violated the rules. If you violated the rules, you lose all your rights. So it's really a very limited opportunity. The class action is probably the, the last remaining chance for an individual caught up in a mass fraud of that type to get any remedy. But recently, the Supreme Court has made uh, class action lawsuits much more difficult. So that, that's a very limited remedy. And finally, you have the government itself, which would be the state or the federal government suing 
through consumer protection laws, anti-fraud laws, or the Federal Trade Commission Act, which prohibits unfair and deceptive trade practices. And sadly, uh, this, which should be the bulwark of defense right here for the individual, uh, is, again, quite limited. The, the Federal Trade Commission, historically, it, certainly since year 2000, has been very negligent in this area and has allowed a kind of fire beware um, philosophy to prevail. So most people are pretty much on their own. The, the, the best thing that I have been able to say most frankly to people, they need to learn. They need to understand what a pyramid scheme is, a pyramid scheme or endless chain, advanced fee fraud, closed market swindle, whatever you might want to call it, seems to be a certain blind spot. It mimics real business. It mimics market fat functions. It looks like buying and selling. But, in fact, it is based on a very deceptive promise that can't be fulfilled. Value is not exchanged fairly, and therefore it is actually a fraud. The losses in multi-level marketing are predetermined, as John pointed out. After studying them, we, uh, I, I know I can recall that when he and I first looked at some of the larger MLMs at the loss figures, even we were shocked at how few people ever actually make money. That's not by accident. It's by the design of the plan itself, the structure plus the pay plan, in combination, always cause these losses. So it's really, there's an enormous need in our schools, in in civil society, to come to a, a better awareness of how a pyramid scheme distorts commercial activity, mimics business, and, and, and transfers money from large numbers of people to a small number of people, and, and the depth and breadth of its, of its types of deception, which in some cases are so grand, this deception, so bold that people cannot actually believe that anyone would do it. Right. They would make these kinds of promises. This number of people on this scale, it, it, it almost defies imagination. I would add I would add that there's one more option available. It's not a particularly good one, and that's arbitration. Uh, I've been involved with arbitration proceedings, and the results in each case were were disappointing uh, because you're dependent on one person's uh, judgment and and the hope that they won't be be biased. I would uh, add uh, just uh, to what Bob has said that. This emphasis on on educating consumers directly and those who work with consumers, such as educational leaders and so forth, is has become my emphasis. I'm an educator by training, and uh, and I can see that uh, that ultimately seems to be where we're we're headed with this: is taking our results and putting it in front of of educational leaders and others who inform the public, uh, such as media people and um, consumer experts and so forth. Um, Interesting. Go ahead. I have one one other thing to this. uh, Dr. Miles, I want to say to you um, that you offer an extraordinary, uh, let's say, resource uh, because the business community has truly been negligent and 
I, I have in recent years been uh, asked by financial organizations, this would be hedge funds, investment managers, people that invest millions of dollars of other people's money. And almost, uh, I think, 12 of the multi-level marketing companies are now traded on these various stock exchanges. Oh, my and, goodness. And, yeah, really? Yeah. I think there's, you know, we've, we've been reading about this uh, tremendous controversy around Herbalife. Uh, Herbalife is a $4 billion business. Uh, New Skin is, is a, a similar size, uh, not quite that large, but, and they, they trade billions of, sh- of, of dollars in trades in a year's time of pension funds, of other people's money on these companies. And in my discussions with the financial people, I, I discovered here we have accountants, economists, uh, stock traders, people who are market researchers, who in their interviews with me reveal utter ignorance about how multi-level marketing works. Some of them study these companies only by examining the product sector. For example, to study Herbalife, they study the weight loss products, and they don't know a thing about the income opportunity that is sold with those products. So in your work as as a uh, a business professor, I, I think there's a tremendous need here to, in some ways, serve as a catalyst to get the business community and particularly the academic business community to start looking at this sector. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. Uh, my research on uh, multi-level marketing or AKA network marketing, I haven't seen a lot of uh, research on it as a business a model or industry. I did find some recent research from some articles like the Journal of Business Research. And I'm, when uh, we go off the air, I'm going to email you guys some of those articles for, you know, for your research purposes. That would be but, great. But it's not a whole lot out there. I believe I uh, saw one dissertation. I think I forwarded to you guys a long time ago. Some guy did some research on multi-level marketing, but um, it was more of a historical review, kind of the research that you've already done. But let me play devil's advocate here. What if uh, I say, well, there's a difference between an illegal pyramid multi-level marketing company as opposed to a legal pyramid uh, multi-level marketing company. Could you uh, address that? I, I would difference? like to jump in on that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, as Bruce Craig, uh, former attorney, uh, assistant attorney general of Wisconsin, said, this would be, uh, could be considered a, a distinction without a difference. Um, looking at 500 of these programs and looking for always looking for a, quote, good MOM. I haven't found one yet that doesn't have the same fundamental flaws. The endless chain of recruitment, the top-weighted programs are unfair to those that come in at the bottom and so forth. So um, I would not draw a distinction between a good MLM and a bad MLM. I think that's a bad idea, even though that's what the FTC has chosen to do. Uh, and a lot of the, the criteria to judge whether or not uh, an MLM is an illegal pyramid scheme or not uh, is set by a precedent uh, from the Amway case in the 1970s. And basically, uh, one of the main criteria uh, is to ask, is the emphasis placed on unlimited business recruitment, recruiting your friends to recruit their friends to recruit their friends, uh, or is the emphasis on a product? Uh, you know, and, and 
I have just one iota of the experience that, that John and Robert have with this. Every single one that I've looked at uh, is, is the same. Uh, it's, it's like John just said. Uh, every single one has a product that is priced four to five times over retail value. Now, what do you know when you, when you buy a product that's priced over retail value? Well, you can't sell it. And exactly. sort of immediately, you, you understand that the products are used to funnel money into the pyramid. And that the emphasis uh, from all the data, uh, that we, just from the data that, that we've collected in the last three months uh, with the new uh, form that we've been using, the, the graphs come back in real time. And about 70% of people are saying that the emphasis, uh, more than halfway, is on recruiting more people to sell business opportunities to more people to sell business opportunities. That already meets the criteria of an illegal pyramid scheme. But I'm talking about all of them. So you would say 99% of them are, are, are pretty much illegal, even though they try to say they're legal? I would MLMs? say 100% without, without I would reservation. 100%. I would vouch for it in court under, under penalty of perjury, 100%. I, it's, you know, and you may be correct uh, that maybe there is one that I haven't seen. I certainly have not seen every single one. But until I see one, yeah, I, I would... I would agree with John 100%. I would, I would throw one thing into the mix here, though. There is one class of these MLMs that is somewhat questionable, and those are party plans. And I've for- seen those. I've seen that. I got invited to a business luncheon. I was talking to Robert about this. They have a new way of recruiting by offering a business lunch or business breakfast. Is that correct, Dr. Taylor? Have you well, seen yeah, this? They have, there's various types, but some of those are more retail oriented than others uh-huh. and and they they come as close to legitimate as you can find however even the the ones that I've looked at I find it very difficult to get their compensation plans on the higher end and that's where the the rubber meets the road if if on the higher end they're top weighted and recruitment driven even though they retail some products they may be technically illegal yeah, well, um, I got it. Go ahead, yeah, Dr. Miles. Can I can I just put, uh, maybe bring it down to a few simple questions that a consumer could ask? Sure. To to de- make this determination about legality or not legality, and and this is a non-legalistic uh, a- a- approach to it. But let's just start with the first most basic question. Uh, and I ask, I tell people all the time to do this. They've been approached by a multi-level marketing company. And they've been told uh, you can make money and so on, has wonderful products, uh, juice, supplements, vitamins, skin care, whatever it might be, electronics, greatest thing in the world, go to a meeting, happy people, everybody smiling, hugging, looks great, a guy on the stage, may beautifully dressed, Rolex watch, uh, Mercedes out front, tells you about his recent vacation in Switzerland, you could do this too, what could be wrong with all that? Okay, well, the basis of the business is supposed to be selling a product. So I asked them, how many people in that company can and do actually make a sustainable profit from selling the product, that is, without having to recruit any new salespeople themselves, just selling the product, the product, you're you're a salesperson, you're authorized, how many that are in the business are making a sustainable profit on that basis. If you can't find anybody that is making a sustainable profit, and I never have, like John and others, I 
and, and Jonathan, I, I've looked at these. I've never found one yet where anybody, uh, perhaps there is somebody out there, but I've never found one who is making a sustainable profit from just direct selling. In every case, to make a profit, you have to recruit a multiple of others. Well, how did you recruit those multiple of others if not by telling them that they could recruit a multiple of others as well? So if that is the mechanism for making money, recruiting a multiple of others who recruit a multiple of others, you are indeed in an illegal pyramid scheme. It's unsustainable. It's guaranteed to cause losses to the vast majority who will, by, by design, be in the bottom ranks. So, and, and historically, you would find out that 99% of the people who joined that very company have never made money. So uh, they don't have to, to go and hire uh, a Wall Street lawyer or, or uh, I mean, a, a, a Boston lawyer or a Wall Street uh, economist to figure out whether this is legitimate. If the income is based on recruiting multiple of two people or four people or five people, and those five you would recruit would obviously, like you, have to do the same, you're in a scam. Yes. Now, and, and, and that, the, that, that raises an interesting question. We're in yeah. the midst of the information age. Information travels about the speed of light. How is it that, number one, we know 99.8 plus percent lose everything they invest, and number two, for some reason, new people are still getting lured in, even with the Internet there, to, to give them real-time information. I was, was going to ask that. How they, how they, why are they still selling products door-to-door or person-to-person or personal person retailing when you have the Internet or we're in a digital age? I thought and, and I – yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, and, and another really important question is, why is it that Joe, who gets approached to join an MLM, doesn't simply sit down on his computer and ask the question to Google or to Bing, uh, is, is Shackley a scam? Is Manitech a scam? Uh, what's wrong? We have the Internet. Why are people still being fooled? We know they're being fooled. Where are they? And why well, are they still being fooled? I, I did a little, I just finished writing something on the history of MLM. And what, what, uh, and going back to direct selling, uh, and, and I should tell you, I have a long history of direct selling right back before MOM uh, and, and home business opportunities. And what I observed was that there was a time somewhere in the, the uh, 80s, uh, 70s and 80s when direct selling basically went, went south. Um, the, 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 the door to door salesman just ceased to exist. Because you had the internet, you had that came in later, and because you had the big discount stores and so forth, people just didn't need need the door-to-door salesmen. So the direct selling association was on a sharp decline, and if it hadn't been for MLMs joining, uh, they may not even exist today. So it was a it was a marriage made in heaven for the two of them because the MLM industry needed to be. To rebrand themselves, MLM, multi-level marketing, sounded too much like a pyramid scheme, and so it's just like a, a farmer that has horses and pigs, and he gets more money for horses than pigs, so he uh, fastens horse hairs on the hind end of the pigs and marches them into the horse corral and says, "See, they're no longer pigs; they're horses," and he sells them as horses, and that's what happened. The MLM industry, almost in mass, joined the DSA. The DSA was happy because they were saved. 
and the MLM industry was happy because they could be rebranded as direct sellers, not pyramid sellers. Uh, except that there are some people that are like us that refuse to call them legitimate direct sellers. Jonathan, uh, I want to I want to briefly answer the question I, I posed. Uh, yeah, I agree. The the answer to why can't Joe sit down at the computer and find out that this is a scam? Here's how you find the answer. You know, don't take it from me. Verify it now at your computer. Take the name of the MLM of your choice. Name's not important. They are all the same. Take the name and type the word scam after it. Type the word pyramid after it. Type is, insert name here, a pyramid scam. Here's what you find. They're all using something called hacker SEO, meaning at very high levels, the MLMs themselves and their distributors are putting out fake information. And here's what you're going to find if you're not finding it already. You will get pages and pages of what appear to be third-party independent reviews saying, is Company X a scam? There's this sort of ethereal question out there. Is is it a scam? People talk about that. Well, we're not part of it, but we did an independent review. And, man, you could make a lot of money if you work hard. And, of, and of course, your, your sense is correct. Follow the links. Follow the code. Follow the HTML. Uh, you'll find fingerprints leading you immediately back to the MLM putting that fake information out there. Both, uh, both, Bob and I, both Bob and I on our websites have uh, a five-step do-it-yourself evaluation that anybody can run one of these things through to help them understand not only what is that it's a pyramid scheme, but why. Uh, and I believe it's important for people, people to understand not just that uh, these things are, are fraudulent, but why they're fraudulent. Okay. But, uh, okay, John, guys, John, let's John, hold that thought. we got to take a break. we got to go okay. pay some bills. So uh, we need to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Game On Business Talk with DeAnthony Miles. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. As your business grows, are you growing with it? Do you have the right balance of time, attention, work, and personal life? Take the growing pains out of growth and tune into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. If you are spending most of your energy managing problems rather than focusing on taking your business to the next level, our program will give you the steps you need to make sure you have everything in place for forward-thinking business leadership. The Business Edge is heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Game On Business Talk Radio with Dr. D. Anthony Miles. If you have a question or comment on today's program for Dr. Miles or his guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to GameOnTalkRadio at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, we're back. This is Game On Business Talk with DeAnthony Miles, and we're going to uh, pick up from the conversation with uh, Dr. Taylor on uh, multi-level marketing uh, scams and uh, common characteristics. Go ahead, Dr. Taylor. Yeah, but all, all I was trying to say is that uh, there is a, a dialogue of deception, a whole culture of deception that these programs are dependent upon. And so um, I, on my website and also on Bob Fitzpatrick's website, we have some uh, five questions that people ask, and they can d- decide for themselves and get educated on what what uh, clearly separates an MLM from uh, a legitimate direct selling company. Awesome. Uh, can you guys give your websites to your uh, to your well, give the website addresses to your uh, businesses? Sure, I my, think the public needs to hear this. MLM-thetruth.com. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, um, the, the site uh, would be pyramidschemealert.org. And I work on a site that effectively counteracted the misinformation attempts of certain MLM companies. Uh, the site I work on is jackley-pyramid-scam.com. Oh, my goodness. Have you guys ever heard of a website called ripoffreport.com? Yep. I was going to share something with you. I did a search while I was doing research for the show. I did a search on some of the MLMs, the big names, and I got literally dossiers of complaints from people that had gotten involved with the, with the uh, multi-level marketing companies. I'm not going to say their names for legal reasons, but I did see numerous uh, reports from people. Uh, is that just a coincidence or is that just me? Uh, they're out there. We get them. Uh, we get them also. Questions, complaints, uh, terrible, horrible stories, suicides, divorces, oh breakups, depressions. Uh, over to, to, to be honest, I have now, uh, to this point, I've run into three murders and seven suicides and mm-hmm. two attempted suicides. Suicide? Directly attributed suicide, to MLM yes. participation and, uh, and, you know, relationship issues related to it. Oh, my I, I think the, the, point, the point here is, uh, Dr. Miles, is that the deception we're speaking about here in a multi-level marketing, potentially for an individual, is not just about a product. It's not even just about an investment. The deception tells the person, this is the way you should live. This is how you should structure your life. This is who you should associate with and whom you should not associate with. And this is how you should think, and this is what you should not think, and so on. It's a kind of purchase of your entire life. And people who really invest their whole lives, and many do, into it. And that's how, when you go to these meetings and see that frenzy of excitement, 
These are people who have invested almost their entire souls into the story that multi-level marketing is peddling. When that story begins to fall apart, some people just can't bear it. They realize they've, they've lied to their friends, their friends have lied to them, they've wasted years and so on. Maybe they've squandered their family money, they've incurred debt, uh, they've treated people shabbily, they've, they've misused relationships. It becomes too much to bear, and that's what leads often to the, to the suicide. I, I have been saying to people, uh, and, and sometimes you, you feel like you're a bit of a John the Baptist out in the desert shouting this, but I really do think that multi-level marketing on Main Street is at least the equivalent of the derivatives and the uh, credit default swaps and the mortgage fraud that, that nearly destroyed our Wall Street economy a few years ago. Uh, I and remember you were it. telling me that. Uh, you said something about, was it Madoff? That was uh, was discovered to have run a uh, a uh, pyramid scheme. Is that correct, uh, Mr. Made, Fitzpatrick? Madoff was part of the delusion that was that had spread on Wall Street of unlimited potential for for an ever rising market. Oh And my. he became the largest hedge fund. And and when it collapsed, we discovered that quite a few people actually did know it was a fraud, but they were afraid to come forward. And say it. And I think that what we have here is, is an, a direct attack on the American dream. It's a direct attack on the concept of entrepreneurship, of saving, of working, of investing in yourself, of building value, of creating value. And in its place, we've been offered a Ponzi scheme. And that Ponzi oh, scheme has been given credibility because it's not being prosecuted and because it has not been studied. There, there are some differences in the mechanism between pyramid schemes and Ponzi schemes, but the point is, as Bob mentioned, this assumption of unlimited or infinite growth is, is fallacious. Uh, I also should mention that on my website, because so many people were saying, well, if, if not MLM, then what? This demonstrates a lot of people just haven't thought through their options. I spent many years uh, studying the field of home business opportunities before I ever got into this, and there are plenty of opportunities outside of multi-level marketing to make good money. And so I published an article on my website called 1,357 Ways to Make More Money Than in Multi-Level Marketing, and those, those included walking the neighbor's dog <laughs> or, or, or selling, pops, pop, selling popsicles on Main Street. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> Bye. Well, I think, though, we, we, we shouldn't diminish, though, that in, especially among young people, I've noticed that the, 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 the hottest new MLMs today are aiming at the under-30 group. And this is really? relatively new. Yes. Amway used to go for the over-30 group often, uh, the, the more conventional middle-class person, now the MLMs are aiming even at high school students. And one way they have made their appeal so powerful is they are emphasizing to these young people that the job market is terrible, that corporate America will only dispose of you and treat you badly, uh, that Social Security will be gone by the time you would need it, that you'll never be able to pay off your college debt that you'll never pay off your credit card debt 
and that the job market is getting worse and worse by the uh, by the you know by the year. So they they spread a message of pessimism, but there is already among a, a lot of young people fear and pessimism already, and this is fomented by these schemes, which uh, again is a sort of attack on the American character here. Uh, which is normally optimistic and a, a kind of can-do attitude, uh, and these schemes then offer in its place uh, selling what appear to be very happy, positive products, but it isn't those products that are really drawing those young people in. It's that income promise. The income promise is enhanced by making legitimate business uh, of the type that John mentioned. I, I know he listed the, the, the more trivial ones, but... Uh, but there are many other real opportunities. These are attacked and diminished by these MLM companies among young people with the pyramid scheme offered at, in its place. Yeah, and if you, if, you, know, you put me on the spot and, and said, John, prove that your typical MLM is not a cult, I'd be up the river. They, there is a systematic indoctrination uh, inside of MLMs with ideas like, Jobs are for suckers. School, that's for losers. Really? Systematically. Systematically. And there is almost a bipolar sort of surge of hope. Everybody likes hope. Grab the American dream. And, and then there is this exit of shame. Because another thought, idea that they're indoctrinated with, is that if you fail... It's because you didn't work hard enough. Now, the, the analogy, a good analogy, would be saying, if you jump out of a plane and you hit the ground, it's because you didn't flat your arms hard enough. <laughs> there's, there's no amount of work going to get you through something that has like worse that. odds than any casino game. have to remember that one. <laughs> Let, uh, well, we gotta, we're going to get ready to close a little bit. I, I just want to say, uh, and each of you can answer this question, do you think multi-level marketing is relevant in the days of Walmart and discount retailing? Do you think it's relevant? It's relevant in, in, in uh, that you are wise to stay clear of it. Here's why it's irrelevant. We can now put up websites anonymously. The truth can get out without getting sued by these MLMs. I think their days are very numbered. Oh, my. I, I think I would add to that. As a business, it's never been relevant. I was asked by uh, some Chinese officials one time who were considering writing their law, and they made a comment that their study of multi-level marketing indicated that it had very little economic relevance, but it seemed to have great social relevance. And I think that's really true. As a, as a deceptive philosophy, as a deceptive, fraudulent income scam, it's extremely relevant in the day of Walmart, uh, but as a replacement for Walmart, as an alternative to Walmart, no, it, it is utterly irrelevant. It's, it's not an economic model. It's an investment scam. Yeah. This is, oh. this is not to put down entrepreneurship by any means, but uh, we need to redefine entrepreneurship in such a way that people know the difference between what is legitimate and what is illegitimate. And I would put MLM in the category of illegitimate. Jonathan, you yeah. have anything for us? A last statement? <laughs> yeah. Any, any structure that is fundamentally dependent upon deception collapses like a house of cards in the information age. So long as there's the freedom of speech, these guys are going down. 
you're not going to be here soon. That's what I think. I don't think uh, that they can possibly survive people speaking their mind freely on the Internet about having been cheated, stolen from, robbed. It's criminal behavior, and criminal behavior doesn't survive sunlight. I, I, I'd like to build on that. I, I think that uh, the people you're speaking to here on this call, uh, uh, Dr. Miles, are part of a growing movement, and it's not just here in the U.S., it's worldwide, of awareness. It's taken a few decades to get together, but that's normal. And I think as it grows and people get connected and the facts get out and the tools are spread of how to get it out, get the facts out better, um, you, you will see this thing disappear. Yeah, maybe some new scam will emerge, but this one will have run its course. That's correct. Let's hope so. All right. All right. Well, that's our show for today. I want to thank our guests, uh, Mr. Robert Fitzpatrick and uh, Dr. John Taylor and uh, Mr. Jonathan Brand. I want to thank you so much for being on our show today. Would you uh, like to do a follow-up show with me on this? I think we're not done yet. Would you guys like to do that with me? Of course. I'd like that. Awesome. Absolutely. I think there are quite a few subjects we just barely touched here that we could go a bit deeper. I think that's the understatement of the week. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, let me give you my quote for the week. I think you'll love this, and I think this may be appropriate for our subject today. If you want a certain thing, you must be a certain person. Once you are that certain person, obtaining that certain thing will no longer be a concern of yours. That's a Zen proverb. Well, I'm out of here. Thank you for joining Game on Business Talk. I'm DeAnthony Miles, and we will see you next week. Take care. Thank you again for listening to Game On Business Talk Radio. Please join your host, Dr. D. Anthony Miles, again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll engage in more unique and exciting discussion topics then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.